exalt you and magnify you here in this place. We lift you up, Jesus. You are holy. Now fill this room, fill this sanctuary with your presence. Fill us as a congregation, as a whole, but God, fill us individually today, God. Let your spirit flow in this place. Let your, let your ministry, let the Holy Ghost permeate beyond our normal barriers, God, and go beyond and go deeper and flow thicker and go further than it ever goes, God. Lord, saturate us to where we're like a sponge, you've got to be squeezed us. Just your spirit's going to flow from inside that sponge, God. Do a work in every individual life today, God. Here we are, your people, the sheep of your pasture, God. Here we are to receive everything you've got for us, Lord. We exalt you. We praise you. Oh, hallelujah. If you love the Lord today, why don't you put your hands together for Him? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Children's Church, you can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. These, children, these young ones were ministering, and God, I started seeing God really move on Will's life. First began to worship this morning, and not many of them. Isn't the Holy Ghost beautiful? Isn't the Holy Ghost beautiful? Amen. Amen. Great to see everybody in church today. Awesome. Love you, Henderson. Great to see y'all back there. Why don't you reach over to your neighbor and high five them, or shake their hand, or bump elbows, whatever they want to do. Just say it's good to see you in church today. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Man, it's awesome to see you here in the house of the Lord. To all our members, to all our guests, you're awesome. It's great to have you. Great to see you today. Amen. Good to see Kylas back there. Praise God. Amen. He's a good guy. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 23. Psalms 23. When you got it, say we've got it. Yeah, one that's got it. Oh, we all no, we've all got it. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. If you know it, you can say it with me. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I want to preach out of verse 5, and where it says, Thou anointest my head 
with oil, and my cup runneth over. And the message I want to preach is the oil you give will be the oil you receive. The oil you give will be the oil you receive. If you would lead us in prayer today, thank you, Jesus. society that we live within, God is good to us. Amen. As Brother Duvall preached on Tuesday night for those that were here, He is our, uh, He is that place that we run to, that hiding place. And we need that hiding place. And, and in this time we live in, people of faith, they need to allow, we all, myself included, need to allow, as the psalmist said, our cup to run over. Amen. It needs to flow from us. It needs to flow from inside our lives. Much like this is, is flowing, that, that as the oil is flowing, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord inside of us needs to flow from us to where it's not just contained inside of us or maintained inside of us, but it flows off of us onto other people. Amen. The Word of God, the power of God, the presence of God needs to emanate from inside of you. But before the oil symbolically outflows from us, the oil must first of all inflow into us. If, if, if this fountain did not have oil in it, the first place you could cut it on, you could crank the heat up, you could do everything you wish you could do, but it is not going to flow anything if there is nothing in it to flow. And, and so, but when it's full, it flows like it's supposed to flow. And if I got up there and I poured more oil in it, it would overflow. It would spill over all over the table if we are empty, we can find ourselves having nothing to give. As soon, however, 
as you begin to give what you have, the outflow starts. It's not only an inflow then, but it's also an outflow. Now, oil symbolically here was the primary source for Israel in biblical times. Most often in Scripture, when you look and see the word oil, it's speaking specifically of olive oil. Main agriculture in that area. It was a significant source of their diet. Olive oil throughout history and even today has been used as food and in food, as lamp oil, as perfumes. People even put it in skin preparations that anybody ever used a skin preparation that you apply to your hair or to your face but that had olive oil. Yeah. And, and so olive oil, even today, how many's heard of the Mediterranean diet? Yeah. Very supposed to be a very heart healthy diet. And one of the main ingredients in the Mediterranean diet is olive oil. Biblically, oil, however, and olive oil even specifically has been used symbolically. In scriptures, they used the oil to anoint in blessing, in dedication, in consecration, and even with the sick, they would anoint and pray the prayer of faith over them. If we look at Exodus chapter 30, verse 24, it says, and of Kasha, 500 shekels. And after the shekel of the sanctuary and of oil, olive, and hen, and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. And it shall be a holy anointing oil. Now listen to this. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith and the ark of the testimony. And the table, you're going to anoint the table, you're going to anoint all his vessels. And the candlestick, you're going to anoint them. And each one of these have a, a specific representation on their own. But he also says here in Exodus 30, you're going to anoint each one of these. There's an importance about each one's purpose, but there's also an importance about each one's anointing. And, and he goes on and he says in the candlestick and his vessels and the altar of incense and the altar of burning with all his vessels and the labor and his foot and thou shalt sanctify them that they may be most holy. Now listen, whatsoever toucheth them shall be holy. This anointing oil, when it was combined with the meaning and the purpose and the tool for anointing, it became holy. And then whatever touched that became holy. It's so powerful that if you just touched it, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, holy would just emulate into your life. And, and whatever touched it became holy. And, and he says, and, and then he goes on, and thou shalt anoint Aaron, not just the things, not just the stuff, but thou shalt anoint Aaron, the, the priest, and his sons, and consecrate them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. Oh, praise God. They anointed their vessels with oil. They anointed 
each thing with oil and, and that oil I'm sure that sanctuary was saturated with oil prints all over it and, and oily and, and I know they didn't have carpet back then so whatever floor was probably so full of oil hallelujah Hallelujah. Jesus even said to anoint your own head and wash your face in Matthew 6 and 17 when you're going to fast. You don't need to just fast. Hold on. Stop for just a second before you fast. And you need to anoint yourself with oil. You need to anoint your head. It doesn't even stop here. You're like when you were in, you're in the Old Testament, Pastor, with, with, with the first one. Well, if we move to James chapter 5, it says, Is any sick among you? Uh, or is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Well, let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he's committed sins they shall be forgiven him. Now think about that. If somebody is sick and they ask for the elders of the church what James says happens here is that they should anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and when they do the prayer of faith shall save them first of all and then the Lord shall raise them up and after that it says if they committed sins they shall be forgiven him confess your faults one to another pray for one another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much he goes then into Elias Elias or Elijah and how he prayed that it might not rain and it didn't rain for three and a half years and then he prayed for heaven to give rain and it gave rain prayed it brought forth its fruit so so this oil it is a significant part of so many of the things in Scripture and also so many of the things that we do today. This oil that lasts us for a long time should never really last us long at all. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Have you got that? So, so historically, oil is dietary. Spiritually, oil has been ceremonial. It has also says it talks about the apothecary oil is medicinal. And, and, and also if we look further at oil, oil is also symbolic. And I don't know about you, but we need oil. Amen. We need oil. Jesus uses a different example of oil than what I've been talking about, though. And he uses oil in another scripture in a completely other way, a symbolic way. And he uses it then where we're talking about anointing oil and we're talking about olive oil and we're talking about consecrating. Uh, he uses this as if with five wise virgins and five foolish virgins in Matthew 25. And he says, the kingdom shall be likened to these virgins and they had lamps. And apparently the lamps used the oil to keep them lit. And he said five were wise and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took in their vessels with their lamps. And, and, and the bridegroom tarried, and they all slumbered and slept. And that's kind of how life is. You know, we're just getting through life. And a lot of us are slumbered and sleeping. And, you know, we have to sleep a certain amount at night. And hopefully you slept last night. I mean, you slept good last night. And I know those that came back from Carowinds probably got home and they hit the bed and slept. 
my babies. Isn't that right? And, and, and so, so we, we all have to sleep, but it says here, they slept, they, they slept in slumber, but, but, five were wise and five were foolish of them, and, and, and the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And as long as I've got oil to give, I can give that oil away. But there comes a time when the midnight hour comes. And, and, and Jesus Christ comes back for His church. That at that moment, I've got to have my oil. And, and, and then everybody that was dependent on someone else's oil will suddenly find themselves empty. And everyone who, who, who not only kept their oil, but also shared their oil throughout life, they will find themselves because they have oil. When they lay down at night, they were full of oil. When they went to sleep at night, they didn't go to sleep mad. They didn't go to sleep angry. They didn't go to sleep upset. They didn't go to sleep just watch the last thing on their internet that wasn't God being holy. They, they went to sleep full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise. It says the wise took oil. The foolish didn't take any oil. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slept. It was all okay. They all got up on Sunday morning and came to church together. And, and, but, but this other night, the, the, the Lord is using this par parable. He says, this other night at midnight, there was a cry made. You don't know when that cry is going to be made. But at midnight, there was a cry made, and behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him, and everybody rose up excited because what they had talked about, what they had preached about, what this hope had suddenly come. It was midnight, and here he was coming, and all of a sudden, everybody's happy, and the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish, like they always had done, looked to the wise and said, Give us of your oil. But at this moment, the wise one says, I can't do that because it is time. That dispensation of grace has just shifted. Now something else is going on completely, and I've got to have my oil. In other words, you had many days and many nights and many months and many years and many decades to fill your vessel with oil. And they said, not so, lest there not be enough for us, but go rather to them that sell and buy yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they came ready. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. And afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. We went and got our oil. We, we, we know you said it, but we went this time and we got our oil. We've been depending on everybody else's oil for all these years, but this time we got our oil. And, you know, I depended on Mama for her oil, or I depended on Grandma for her oil, or I depended on 
uh, my grandpa for his all, or my daddy for his all, or my son or my daughter for their all. I was dependent on that. And they kept bringing me all, and they kept giving me all, and that's good because that all got me through a lot of days. But, but when, when, when the bridegroom comes back, He's looking for those that have their oil and they came in that had the oil and those that did not before they could get oil the door was shut and the dispensation changed and the hour changed and it was no more like it was and he says watch you therefore you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. God wants his people in 2023 to be full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I want to be full of the Spirit of the Lord. I, I, want, I want God's Spirit inside of me so strong, not, not just to be able to preach or not be able to or to be able to sing a song or not be able to sing a song for me maybe and but sing it anyways and and, and, and and all of those things but but I want to be full of the Holy Ghost in everything I do. When I punch the clock, I, I want to be full of I, I, I want this blow off from me. <laughs> if, if somebody gets close to me, I want them to get falling, you know what I mean? And, 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 and all of a sudden, and, and you see, we've got to realize that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and rose, was buried in the tomb and rose from the grave like we all talked about last week. It was Resurrection Sunday. But not only that, uh, he, he gave us that for the victory. Now he wants us to be full of his spirit. He wants us to be oily. He wants us to be oily. David said his head was anointed with oil. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Symbolically, this was somewhat like the body of David and that oil was just running down his head. Oh, somebody give him praise. Thank you so much. In his life, it's full of hurt. In this life, it's full of pain. It's full of discontentment, problems. There are issues. There are addictions. There are anxieties, like we said earlier. There are crises. There are sicknesses. There are diseases, things we're going to face. There's going to be a lot of mountaintops that we live in. And that there's also going to be plenty of valleys. Part of life. There's going to be great times and good times, but then there's going to be bad times. And, and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. That's why the psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want you to think about that. Is God your shepherd? Or is something else? Is God your shepherd? Is He the one that you allow? For Him to be your shepherd, you have to allow Him to be your shepherd. Does He watch over you? You allow Him to watch over you. The Lord is my shepherd. And then it says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Why don't you think about that for just a minute? Why would you want to lie down in a green pasture when you've got a perfectly good bed at home? Beautiful day, sun's out. And it says He's making you lay down. Could it be sometimes God knows what you need just when you need it? And you think you need to keep going. And God's saying, you need to lay down for just a minute. 
Everybody's not sure about that. Amen. Somebody give him praise. Thank you. The Lord is my shepherd, and he does make me lay down sometimes. I tell you what, I've had to lay down. I've been flat on my back, sick as a dog, and praying for healing, and all of a sudden the Lord just spoke to me and said, I might have put you right where you are, so you slow down for a minute. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He goes on and says, he leads me beside still waters. You see, when everything's rough and turbulent in society and life, it's chaos. How, how many of you work jobs or you go to schools or, or you got or you're around family members outside of church, not the person next to you? The, the, it's just chaos all the time, right? I, I mean, it, you walk in, it's just like, blah, 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 you know, and, and everything. You, you go to work, you, you can go on your job some days and, and, and you got Sister Calm working with you and everything's peaceful and chill and it can be absolutely nuts, but, but it, it's calm. But you can also walk in, it's just chaos works that next day. And oh man, you have you, you you can have little to do because everybody took care of everything yesterday, but, but chaos is gonna make sure you're stirred up and you don't have peace. And, but it says here, he's your shepherd, he makes you lie down and get rest, and he leads you beside still waters. And then here's one important thing. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. Would you, would you just take your hands for just a moment and close your eyes and lift your hands. Nobody's watching. Just say, Lord, restore me. Lord, restoreth my soul. You see, I've been in some bad places. And God, I'm broken. And God, it seems like my life is shattered glass. Broken into pieces. And I don't see how anyway you can put all these pieces together. But Lord, you're my shepherd. You make me lie down in green pastures. And you lead me beside still waters. Your word says you'll also restore me. Would you just say that? Restore me. Restore me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a hand of praise. Right he He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Hallelujah. Even sometimes when we're resistant to Him, He still leads us in these paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Now, think about the rod and the staff here. The staff was there for the shepherd to lean on. The staff was there to, to be able to reach as that sheep would kind of 
strayed just a little bit and that shepherd was able to gently take that staff and pull that sheep back and into the fold and keep them. That staff was a sign of safety and a sign of, of, of keeping them within certain parameters. But the rod, that was a little different because the rod was what that shepherd would use when that wolf would come up or whatever was going to attack that little sheep. He, he would, that, that shepherd would take that rod out and would beat whatever it was that was trying to attack the sheep away. And, and here it says that thy rod, thy rod and staff, they comfort me. It's keeping me where I need to be and it's keeping all those that want to harm me or attack me or cause pain in my It's keeping those away because his rod and his staff comforts me. And he goes, I prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm able to sit down. I, I might be going through the greatest trial of my life, but I'm able to sit down. I'm able to cut my uh, grilled chicken breast. <laughs> I used to say my steak, but I don't get too many of those in. Now uh, pre prepares the table. God will make you uh, a feast when turbulence is happening. To where no matter how chaotic it is, you're able to sit down and you're able to eat a nice dinner in the presence of of your enemies. They can be right beside you and you can just sit there and, and go to town on that food. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I want you to notice real quick on these. First of all, the Lord's my shepherd. Second, he makes me to lie down. Then he leads me. Then he restores me. Then he leads me again. And then it says, yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, this is just me. This is what I see. He's leading. He's leading. He's leading. He's showing me where to go. He's giving me direction for my life. He's restoring my soul. He's keeping me. He's protecting me. He, he's watching over me. Yea, though I walk. The one time that I do something, Suddenly, I find myself in a valley. And in the valley, does that make, do you, do you see what I'm saying there? And, and, and so I find myself, I'm not saying that's what it's saying, but I'm saying that's what I see it saying right now. It is, it's all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, though I walk through the valley. In other words, I probably got myself here. I probably got myself in this situation. The reason I'm in this valley or in this low place, most likely it's something I did, not something God did. Now, I made choices and I made decisions that probably I knew better than making. I, I knew to do right, but I didn't do right. And I, I knew what I was supposed to do, but I didn't do it. And that led me into this valley. Now, God's going to see me through it, but I chose to go that way. Oh, hallelujah. But God, he, he's my shepherd. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He restores me. He leads me again. Yeah, you know, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God's so graceful. God's been so good to me. I, I, I can tell you so many times 
Big things, but not just big things, little things. When, when I make little, anybody get convicted when you make little mistakes? Yeah, I know you get convicted when you make big mistakes. But you ever get convicted when you make, but maybe someone calls it a little mistake. And, and you, you just don't listen to God on something. You just don't hear His voice. And all of a sudden, He convicts you and He takes you back to that altar again. And you ask Him to forgive you. And, and oh, praise God. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. Joshua, it's good to see you this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. You start to realize, though, as you read through the scripture, I believe, I did, that I had more than I thought I had. You ought to, when you read through the scripture, realize you have more than you thought you had. Thou anointest my head with oil. We need to live a life of faith that our cup runs over. Amen. It, it, it runs over and over so much so that other people are able to live in our overflow for a season of time. You should live for God so much so that His presence flows off of you so that those that are around you are able to get some of your oil and hopefully long enough till they make a decision and a choice to get their own oil one day to where when Jesus does come at that midnight hour they are able, he, they are able to make it through. So, so I've got to live my life where oil is just flowing off of me. I, I, I'm not saying i got to go around and say, hey, uh, I've got oil and it's spilling off of me. And you see it. And, and I, I'm oily. You need some. Just get near me. I'm a Christian. I, I, I'm Pentecostal. You know, just I'm spirit-filled. You know, I've got the whole. I'm not saying you, there's not going to be times you do but you ought to live a life so much that people get near you and they're like, what is that? Why do I suddenly feel convicted every time I get near you? They'll ask the question. They'll say, well, why is it? What, what is it? What is it about you? And, and, and you need to have so much oil flowing from your life. The psalmist said in 133, another scripture, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I have preached a message on unity. I'll save you that for right now. But, but we need to be in one mind, one accord. We need to be together. We, we need to be in unity. And, and, and then the psalmist said, It's like the precious ointment upon the head that, that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. You see, David never saw Aaron. But what he knew about Aaron was he knew that he had this oil that ran down his head and flowed down his beard and ran down the skirts of his garments. So when David said, when David finally said, Thou anointest my head, I believe he was imagining what he wrote about Aaron in Psalms 133, and that is that that oil will flow. That oil will 
flow. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody stand with me and say, Lord, let that oil flow. I just want you to, to imaginary. May God, let, let the oil, not only let it be inside me, but let it flow from me. Let it flow from me. Let it flow from me, God. Now, why don't you lay your hand on your head if you're comfortable with that and say, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Hakashaka. Oh, give the Lord some praise right now. My head. Thou anointest my head. You can be seated. In order for it to overflow, first it has to inflow. In order for it to overflow, first it has to flow within. It has to be inside. When it's inside, listen to me for just a second. When it's inside, it will naturally flow outside. If it's in you, it's going to flow out of you. If you have enough of it. Sister Crystal said the other day on the prayer call, and I don't remember the exact words, but when someone gives out, it's going to naturally come back in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our sister was in the hospital the other day. Brother Duvall's here. Sister Duvall's getting some rest at home. Praise God, everything's good. But, on Friday night, on Friday night, it didn't look too good. It didn't look too good, did it, Brother Bob? On Friday night, things didn't look too well. And I went in the hospital room to pray with Sister Duvall. And there was a nurse in there. And I think the first time Sister Lane was in there, the second time Brother Duvall was in there. And, and so I asked this nurse, Sister Lane, I think you were in there, isn't it? I asked this nurse, I said, Go get some oil. And uh, this was in an emergency room somewhere between the North Pole and the South Pole. And, uh, and, and so I said, go get this. And I named this person and tell them to bring their oil. And so you see, here, here let me, let me sum, summarize this. During COVID, there was a charge nurse that asked the pastor, to bring her some anointing oil to pray over her staff because they were concerned. And they were working around people every day and nobody knew anything about COVID then. Bring us some oil. So, pastor contacted the prayer leader. And the prayer leader didn't just bring him one or two bottles of oil. But a baggie full of little, not just like this, but similar little bottles of oil. And it, it gave that oil out. Then person came back to me and said, I need some more oil. You already went through. I probably need to bring you a big bottle of oil. But, I, but went through the first bottle of oil. I took it, second went back. And when I took the second one back, she shared this testimony that she shared with Sister Lane and Sister Duvall the other day. And that is, from the time that you brought that oil, I would gather people up and would anoint them and pray for them. And she said, not one of the ones that was anointed with oil specifically ever got sick. Not one of them. And, and, and so she came in 
it brought her oil. I didn't have any oil with me. I didn't know I was going to be in there praying for Sister Duvall. I don't know if Sister Duvall had any oil, but I just, I really wanted to get her in the room for a moment. And, uh, and, and so I said, go bring, the, bring this person and tell them to bring their oil. So she brought the oil in and I said, that oil that you've got, she had it in her hand like this to give to me. I said, this is the lady that prayed over this oil. Followed up. Had the prayer team prayed over. This is her. And about that time, about that time, I just felt this. The oil that you give out and that you pour out will be the oil that you receive. So you took this oil in that right sister of all. And, and, and we anointed her and we prayed over her. Now, I got to tell you how Brother Duvall anoints. And I let him anoint her this. I, we prayed multiple times. But this time I let Brother Duvall anoint her. Because I wasn't about to do it. But he would do it. And I knew it. So I handed him the bottle of oil I had. And he takes it. And now do you think he gets a little bit. Can I use you for a second? You think he just takes a little bit and just a little touch, a little dab will do you in praise? You think that's what happened? Uh, Brother Paul took that bottle and he reached over. Yeah, okay. And, and, and he anointed her with that oil. Now, now we, we had prayed. Before Brother Duvall even got there with Sister Lane. And, and that's when the Holy Ghost had really spoken to me. The oil that you that you give will be the oil that you receive. Because I sat there and I pulled that oil from her hand. The oil that years before she had anointed and prayed for. And we began to pray for her. Now, her blood work came back. And it wasn't good. And her blood work came back that when she went to have a catheterization, it shouldn't be good. But guess what? She had anointed her. I don't But she had something God healed it. Uh, he, he's, he's a good God. And I know this. I know we took the oil that she gave out.
says, and he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. And then he said unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea and the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth whithersoever the river shall come shall live and there shall be a very great multitude of fish because waters shall come thither for they shall be healed and everything shall live whether the river cometh and it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it and they shall be a place to spread forth their nets and their fish shall be according to their kinds as the fish of the great sea exceeding many. But, verse 11, the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. If it's not flowing. If you're not letting it pour out of you. If it's not flowing from within, it becomes stagnant. It becomes like a swamp. It develops all kinds of bacteria. It develops all kinds of bad things because that oil is not flowing. But if that oil is flowing like God designed it to, then what it becomes is it becomes an oil that flows that others are able to come and fill their smaller vessels up from your oil. And then when they fill those vessels up from your oil, you never know when you might find yourself in need of your own oil. You might find yourself in need of somebody coming and anointing you and praying for you. And it might be the person that you prayed for and that you anointed. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a hand of prayer. because I want this to bring even perhaps more light to you. For if you love them which love you, what thank have you? For sinners also love those that love them. Church, did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's easy for a church to love itself. For the body to love internally. Because we love each other. But he says, if you love them which love you, what thank have you? Sinners do that. If you do good to them which do good to you. Oh man. I want to bless Brother Cruz. Man, I, I, I'm, yeah. He loves me. He blesses me. I'm not saying I don't I want to bless you. But it's easy to bless him. It, 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 it's easy to give Brother Cruz something. And, and it says, If you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? For sinners do the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? 
Sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. And you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Judge not. Don't be quick to judge. Don't judge not. And you shall not be judged. Condemn not. You shall not be condemned. Forgive. It shall be forgiven. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all. It shall be measured unto you again. Oh, hallelujah. God. Here I am. Fill me up. Lord, let my oil flow. Let my oil flow so much. I'm not letting my oil flow so it will come back to me. But so much so that if I need it, it will flow back to me. If I need it to flow again, it will come back to me. I'm talking to somebody today. The oil you give will be the oil you receive. The Spirit of the Lord's in this place. God is moving inside of the lives and the hearts of saints of God. I want to ask, is there anybody that wants to come and pray at God's altar and ask God to fill you up and ask God to infill you with the oil of the Spirit? And to let that oil then begin to flow from you. Is there anybody here that you're like, I walked in today and maybe I felt a little dry. Maybe I felt like I didn't have something coming from me this past week or this past month or this past year. God, before I leave this place today, I want you to fill me up. I want you to fill me up. And I want you to flow from me, God. God, I want the oil to anoint my head like the psalmist said, God. And Lord, not only that, I want my cup to run over. I want my, the cup of my life to run over. I want my life to run over, Lord, in this life, in this world that sometimes is hopeless, in this society that sometimes is... It, it, it's, despondent and depressed and going the wrong way, God. Let the oil flow from my life. Let it flow so much. I know that oil of God that flows from me may be what I need to flow back into me one day. He follows you. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is flowing. If you came in here and you felt empty, if you're not in the altar, I welcome you to the altar. If you're not comfortable coming to the altar, would you just where you are, lift your hands and lift up your voice and say, Lord, fill me up. God, I came in here dry and empty and in need. Oh, God, here I am. I need your spirit.
overflowing within me. I need your touch to be upon me. If that's you, would you just lift your hands? Would you just lift up your hands and lift your voice? They're going to begin to sing. I believe the Holy Ghost is about to flow. I believe oil is about to come in this place and saturate some of us that need it so badly today. God, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord, till I overflow. Oh, hallelujah. Let's reach out to Him right now. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place.
person in just a few moments. I want you to lift your hands up. They consecrated that oil. I know oil is oil. But I believe we're going to start to, from this, fill some bottles up, just like we fill Sister Christmas. And there's something about that consecrated, holy anointing. Oh, would you just lift your hands this way? And you're, you're not technically praying for the oil. You're praying for who that oil touches. God, according to Exodus, according to James, according to Matthew, uh, you spoke according to Psalms about anointing with oil and praying the prayer of faith. And God, we pray, God, that this oil be consecrated, God, to consecrate the vessels, which is us, God, in this hour, to consecrate those that need your touch, God, to pray the prayer of faith upon those that need your healing, God. Oh, we pray that miracle signs and wonders flow forth from the oil that's going to flow from our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, I know you're praying when I was praying with you and I was giving you the oil back. I, I, like, I don't know if you remember what I said. I said the oil stays. And, 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 and she, I walked over to Sister Crutchfield and she said, all I can think of is that scripture about the oil. They just continue to pour it and pour it. And the oil stayed in the Old Testament scripture. And I believe your oil is going to stay. I believe there's mighty things that God's going to do. Powerful things. Amen. But, but we were talking. She was like, I wish we would have brought the little bottles today to have filled it up with this oil. Is what I said. And she said, we can just let it. We can just leave it and we can let it flow Tuesday or Sunday. And we can fill it up because I believe God is doing a work. I believe he wants us to overflow in this hour. And I believe when we flow and when we overflow that God is going to do the miraculous in us. Would you lift your hands one more time? Just open hands toward Jesus. God, fill me up. Anoint my head with oil. Let my cup run over. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. coming up here he has uh, God's been moving in his life his family's life his mother was baptized just a, a three or four Tuesday nights ago and he was and she was baptized in Jesus name and uh, God's been moving in his life even coming to the altar and seeking the Lord and just uh, the character of this young man is, is really special at such a young age so it is an honor Daniel, to be able to baptize you today. All right. And we're going to pray, and then we're going to baptize you. I want everybody to pray. You can pray like I pray. Don't repeat my words, but just pray like I pray. God, forgive me of my sins, of my failures, of my mistakes. God, cleanse me of all unrighteousness as I commit my life and give myself to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Daniel, upon the honest confession of your faith, 
in obedience to the word of the Lord that you've repented of your sins, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin.
can be dismissed, but I know there are needs. There are people that are bedbound at home. There are people that are sick with cancer with uh, things. And, and so we did find six bottles, I believe. So if, if you have someone specifically that you need this oil for that's not able to be here, that has a condition, a cancer, a, you know, a heart sickness, something that, that is serious and you feel like they need that, we've got the first six can have this. We'll have more Tuesday night. Amen. So if, if you need this, you're welcome to come and get this uh, today. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Shake hands. Be friendly. God bless you in Jesus' name. Firm Foundation is Tuesday night. Tuesday night.